So, Zach, if you don't mind, I would love to do the honors and kick us off first. For those of y'all listening to the show for the first time, we have a segment called A Take for 99, where we give you a very expensive take for a cheap price that we have currently in our brains in all of sports. This is basically an extra topic, and we get to get a feedback, a one-minute response clause to anybody's take here, and I am ready to go for it. Now, my take for 99 is more so a question, okay? Will the Buffalo Bills and the Boston Celtics get over the hump and win a championship in their respective sports next season? Lil, where's the correlation? Ah, glad you asked that. There's a lot of correlation between the Buffalo Bills and the NFL and the Boston Celtics and the NBA. A lot. A lot of y'all may not know it, but once I start speaking, and by the time I'm done, you will agree with me as well. Both of these teams are very explosive, right? They really are. But they carry a lot of bad habits. For example, when you talk about the Buffalo Bills, their lack of commitment to rushing the rock, to generating easy yardage by rushing the football. The Boston Celtics live and die by the three. Not a lot of easy backdoor cuts to get easy baskets, right? Nobody's back cutting, right? Nobody want to do the gritty work to get easy looks, right? They make it hard on themselves, right? Um, If Buffalo beats a team, chances are they're going to win by blowout. If the Boston Celtics beat a basketball team, chances are they're going to win by blowout. If it's a close game, both teams, more than likely, they both lost the game. A lot of similarities, right? Jason Tatum, talented. But very inefficient. Turns the ball over a lot. Miss a lot of shots. He'll, make, he'll have to take a lot to make a lot. Right, Josh Allen? Yeah, he could throw the rock, but he'd throw some interceptions. Turn the ball over. He had a bad playoff game, even though he had 400 yards. It was the ugliest 400 yards you could have. There's a lot of times where Tatum had a lot of ugly 30-point games. Right? The co-stars, Jalen Brown. Who else am I looking for? Jalen Brown, Stephon Diggs. Uncertain Futures. Jalen Brown have, have yet to receive his Supermax, even though there's talks he may get it. They haven't met at the table yet. Um, Stephon Diggs didn't report the training camp, right? There's a lot of uncertainty over there. But both have the same common goal, which is to get over the hump. If you look at both of the moves that they made this offseason, let's start off with the Buffalo Bills. They've got significantly better, you can argue. And I'm going to tell you why. They drafted the best tight end in the draft in Dalton Kincaid. Okay, and he has hands, and they're gonna have the best two tight end tandem in the league, in my opinion, which means they're gonna have a lot of flexibility. They could go 12 personnel, they could go three wide receiver sets because they have Khalil Shakur. It's funny I brought that up because if you look at Boston, they traded for Christos Porzingis, giving them the most versatile roster in the NBA because they could go big at the four and five. They got a stretch big that can shoot at the four and five. And um, Tatum and Brown can slash and get easy looks because you have to worry about KP out there on the three-point line. They can go big. They go very small with Derek White and um, freaking um, Malcolm Brogdon. They can go real small, right? Or they can go real big. Robert Williams at the five and KP at the four or vice versa. More than likely KP at the four and, and Williams at the five. So they both got better. They both are literally the most versatile teams in the NFL and NBA they both carry the same weaknesses when you think about it, but their goal remains the same, which is to get over the hump finally to win a Super Bowl and to win an NBA Finals. But the question is, will they? And that's my take for 99. 
Yeah, I think it's a great comparison looking at those two teams and really the fact that, like, the big reason, like, the main reason I think why they're so similar is because for the past four or five years, they're in the playoffs every year, usually with home court or home field, and they just have had a lot of trouble getting over the hump. And my thing with Buffalo is, and I'm just going to, I'll throw this question out there, and um, I don't really know officially, like, how I'm feeling about it right away, but I'm leaning towards a certain way with my answer is, is this version of the Bills with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and Sean McDermott and, and all these guys, has their championship window closed? Will they ever get closer to the Super Bowl than they were when they were standing in Arrowhead Stadium with a lead in the divisional round? But even though it was a divisional round, you know, that was the virtuoso AFC championship game, even though Kansas City, they, they did win it and lost the next week. But will Buffalo ever get closer to that point, like to closer to the Super Bowl than they were at that point, because there are a couple of things that have happened within the last year with Buffalo that have me pretty concerned. I'm not going to lie, like Stefan Diggs and everything going on with him. Uh, he wants to call, be part of the play calling. He wants the ball more for a guy that just makes so much money and is usually in the top five in the league in targets. That team doesn't even have a second wide receiver. Like, I don't really know what what his concerns are. I don't really know what he wants from that organization. I don't know why their defensive coordinator just left, like Wesley Frazier, if he wants to be a head coach in the NFL anytime soon, I don't understand why he would just take a year off. Like if you really thought your team was close to winning a Super Bowl, which is usually the stepping stone to getting a head coaching job, if you're a coordinator, why would you just take a season off? I mean, if you thought this team was close to winning a Super Bowl, wouldn't you want to be a part of that? So I was confused by that. I, with Josh Allen, he has his highs, he has his lows, and of course, he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but I do worry, like, each year that's passed, since he got paid, since he lost Brian Dable, he's gotten a little bit worse, and I'm wondering if that's going to continue into this season as well. So I have concerns with the Bills. Boston, I do give them credit for making a big, bold move, trading Marcus Smart for Przingis. I think a big change had to be made. You couldn't keep running it back with this group. So... I'm curious to see uh, how their season goes next year. But the question I'll throw back at you, which team of those two do you think is closer to getting over that hump between Boston and Buffalo? I was actually going to throw that question your way. But since you asked me first, that's a tough question. Because equally, equally, I really think that, believe it or not, everything you said about Buffalo and everything I said about Boston, believe it or not, I think this current version of both of these teams are the best version. It's just about putting it on the football field, right? It's about eliminating some of those bad habits that they are accustomed to, which is rushing the rock. Like, I think they're going to rush the rock, Buffalo. I would assume that that need to be addressed this year. So I would take it as if they're going to. Harris was good enough to fix that? Because he can't stand Yeah, I, I think Harris is a, is a decent back, but they got like four or five guys there. Not only him. They got, um, they got a lot of guys. They got um the dude. I forgot a lot of guys. I looked at it. They got James Cook. Not even only him, but they also got Latavius Murray. They got a lot of guys there. Somebody, Naheem Hines. Somebody got to rush the rock. It's about the commitment to it. And I'm not sure if the two tight ends on the field at once could actually help that. I think that it could. Having the two tight ends instead of the three wide receiver sets. Because when you're showing three wide receiver sets, more than likely you're passing the rock. So I think they're going to rush the football. And if they do... I think they have a great chance to get over the hump. You know, I think another year in Ken Dorsey's system, which is the, the unsung thing here, is that Ken Dorsey was a step back, but it also is another offense that Josh Allen had to learn in a way, even though they kept some of the same formulas, right? 
the same issue that they had with Dorsey, they had with Dable. They didn't rush the rock. So um rush the rock. If they can, yes, I, I think they could get over the hump. Boston, I think they could get over the hump. But to answer the question outright, if I really had to choose today, I would probably say Boston. I would agree. But you think Buffalo's Super Bowl window is still open? Like you think they're firmly yes. mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's still open. Um, you know, when I look at the AMC, it's really up for grabs. Um, the Bengals, they've been looking around. So, you know, I think the same arguments that you can make about Buffalo, you could actually make with the Bengals, you know, um, because you know, they've been there, been there, or they've been to the Super Bowl, lost it. Then they had the opportunity last year, they lost it. So I think anytime you keep on losing, a lot of people think the window is closing. And in some retrospects, it is. But how you reinvent the wheel is what expands the window. And I like the moves that Buffalo made to reinvent the wheel to like show a different look. It's just about the commitment to defeating the bad habits. And I, I just will prefer to go with Boston because I think that Jalen Brown and Tatum is at the prime of their careers. I understand they had a comment that he made about Tatum in particular where he said that Tatum may be at a ceiling already right mm-hmm. they may not be no up for Tatum like where we get for Tatum is where we're gonna get forever like he's here but I will combat that and say look at a guy like Brooke Lopez who's gotten better as he aged gradually he could still never be the same player on the same stratosphere that Tatum is so that's not really a knock Tatum is that guy but what? I do think if Boston addressed their issues, which is getting a playmaking guard, you know, that it could help Tatum be more of a scorer than a facilitator. So both of these teams still have issues that I have yet to see a commitment fully to. And that's why this question and this take is really hard to decipher. And that's why it's not a statement. It's a question. All right. I will go for next with my take from 99 cents. And I know last week I I had to take that uh, surprising people with uh, Steve Kerr my prediction of him ending up in San Antonio. So I'll, I'll dial it down a little bit. Um, I what It's funny, you know, I was going to bring up a Knicks take with um, some of the, the guys that they could get in the future. You kind of hinted at it. I do think the Knicks are a contender for Embiid. I do think they're going to be a contender for Luka Doncic down the line. If he ends up wanting out of Dallas, I think you could throw Giannis even into that conversation. God forbid he wants out of Milwaukee. But I'll cool it down a little bit. I will stay in the NBA, and I'm just going to go pretty simple. I'm going to give you two winners and a loser from free agency uh, this past week, which we just saw. And I'll give you two winners off the bat. Number one, my main winner, I'm going to go with the Lakers. I was really impressed, again, with what Rob Palinka did to not, you know, he improved the team a little bit, but all he really did was bring most of the squad back. And the Lakers were the best team in the NBA record-wise after the trade deadline last year when they brought in all their guys, Austin Reeves, or not Austin, Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, all those guys, and it translated into the playoffs. They were in the Western Conference Finals as the number seven seed, and I love the addition of Gabe Vincent as well, bringing him in with Rui and Reeves, and, you know, I didn't even think they had to bring back D'Angelo Russell, but you'll take him. Jackson Hayes, I like that, signing a lot. Cam Reddish, I think you only play him 10 minutes a game, have him shoot a little bit. I think he fits well, and my main point is this. Since LeBron James and Anthony Davis teamed up with Los Angeles and went to the Lakers, if they just have a team around them that makes sense, like they don't have Russell Westbrook, they have pieces that fit in with them. Every time they've been a really good team that's competed for a title. Their first year, they were the number one seed in the Western Conference for the whole year, and they won the NBA title in the bubble. The next year, 
that Laker team was the number one seed in the Western Conference until Solomon Hill landed on LeBron. LeBron gets hurt, and that team was never the same. LeBron also got hurt in the playoffs. He left the game early against Phoenix. They got eliminated in the first round. Then they trade for Westbrook. Uh, 2021, that season was a disaster. But they are in the playoffs. You good? Yeah, yeah. I just thought No problem. So, yeah, um, I like the Lakers and what they did. The other under-the-radar winner I'll throw out your way, and I'm curious what you thought about this from the Knicks' perspective as well. I like what the Pacers did, um, signing Bruce Brown. I know they gave him a lot of money, but we all know how important he was to the Nuggets in their championship run. And I, I, I still think Obi Toppin is a really good player. That just wasn't a good fit in New York. I think Julius Randle and his minutes kind of blocked whatever path Toppin had at development. And I do think in Indiana, playing with Halliburton, playing with Matherin, I think he's going to play well. I think he fits much better there. So the Lakers and, my, and the Pacers my, were my two big winners. And my big loser, and I'm not trying to totally bag on this team because I do think they made some improvements to try to get better. But for the amount of money they spent, I just don't think it's necessarily moving the needle. And I'll go with the Rockets for my biggest loser. Uh, they gave Brooks and Van Vliet a lot of money. I like both those players, but... For a young team that I don't necessarily think is just that close to winning, like I'm not the biggest Jalen Green fan. I know he's still super young and he could improve, but I cannot see him being the best player on a championship team. He has some attitude concerns. Kevin Porter Jr., same thing. Uh, I'm just not a big believer in the Houston Rockets. Now, I do think they'll be better on the defensive end with Ime Udoka. Obviously, he's a guy that could coach, establish, has brought his team to the NBA Finals before, but... I just don't know how much better Van Vliet and Brooks are necessarily making you on the offensive end. So I will go with the Rockets as my biggest loser of free agency to go along with the Lakers and Pacers as my biggest winners. Yeah, so I'll briefly respond to that. You know, I think when you look at the Lakers, I think the Lakers fans should appreciate the aggressiveness of the front office, Rob Palenka, and all those guys over there. You know, when you see your franchise making moves, um, not always the best moves, as I'm getting a call, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know why they're trying to disrupt me. I'm coming, right? I think when you... <laughs> it's crazy. I think dinner's on the table, but I'll get there in a minute. I think uh, when you talk about the Lakers and the moves that they made over the years, even the failed ones, like the Russell Westbrook trade, and then getting off of that right at the nick of time to go on that run that they went on when they was the best team in the end of the regular season, and I'm a dangerous team, obviously, in the playoffs that fell a little bit short. You always have to respect that as a fan because your team is showing that they really want to win. And that's the vibes that I kind of want to see with the Knicks. But I, I, I respect the patient vibes over here because I know that sometimes the fandom can really kick in and not the reality of the situation. And as a Knicks fan and the amount of heartache and losses that we lost over the years, it's really hard to walk the thin rope of knowing what's right from a basketball perspective and the fandom kicking in that I really want to get a taste of this action, of this movement. Like, I juggle with that consciousness all the time as a Knicks fan. Because, yes, I understand the basketball game. Like, I understand the game and I understand the roster. And sometimes I understand the patience. But the fandom kicks in. So, if you're the Lakers, you have to love what the team is building. I think Gabe Vincent should start over D'Angelo Russell, um, really. Because um, his ability to knock down the three consistently. And um, I think that's, that fits well with LeBron in AD. Because they can do their work in the paint area and dashing into the paint area to get um easy looks so you know um when they went on that run it was when kcp was knocking down shots 
and Kuzma was knocking down shots, knocking down three-point shots. And that's something that helped the Nuggets. Now you get a sniper in Gabe Vincent. So I think they definitely made a lot of good moves. Now, I'm not looking at the totality of the moves, mainly because when the playoffs begin, I generally see rotations get shorter anyway. So we can look at the roster and be like, there's a lot of depth, like seven, eight, nine deep. But eight, nine deep was not really going to play realistically in the playoffs. Some guys are just not going to get minutes. So I'm not really looking at the quantity of the moves, but I am looking at the quality of the moves. And that's why I think they are the clear. Yeah, I think there's a distinctive clear winners here. And the Lakers will be that clear winner. As far as the second team that you picked, the Pacers, if you had to ask me, they'd be top three on my list of winners because I do like what they're building. I think taking the flyer on Obi Top and having the room for him to start on your roster, you know, this goes back to the moves with the Knicks that are questionable. You know, um, when you talk about drafting guys that you're not going to play, you know, just taking the guy, just take him. Like, we knew Randall was going to be the block that hinders the growth of Obi Toppin because he's not going to accumulate the minutes he needs to grow and improve and be productive. And that's why at times he was married to the bench. And then when he got his minutes, it would be cheesy minutes. And um, he still has more developing to do from the three-point line. Like, he's knocking them down a little bit, but not consistently. That's why I like the Dante move to swap him out, to swap Obi out for him because he improves our three-point shooting. But I do think it's a great fit over there in the paces because he can grow. He can just go. Just let him loose and let him um, get his minutes and see what type of upside you get over there. Bruce Brown is a guy who I like because anywhere he goes, he finds a role and he marries that role. So whatever you want Bruce Brown to be, he will be. If you want him to shoot it, he'll shoot it. If you want him to be that Swiss Army knife and just dash and, and slash, he'll do it. If you want him to pass the rock and be a distributor, he'll do it. Like I seen him in Brooklyn do it. I seen him in the Nuggets do it. Whatever you ask him to do, he's willing to do it. And I always love those pro pro players that are pros in the sense that they, whatever role you call them to do, they do it. And you getting that guy over there, along with Tyrese Halliburton, the star that you already got over there. Believe it or not, I think the, the Pacers can make the playing game at least at bare minimum can make it or make the playoffs outright. Believe it or not. Like, I think they're a certified playing team. I think we can see the Pacers in the playoffs, believe it or not, really, really soon if it's not this upcoming season. As far as the loser, um, the Rockets, I'm not a fan of their moves. I'm not a fan of giving Dylan Brooks, especially that money. I could respect the flyer on um, FVV, Fed Van Fleet to be exact, but I don't agree with it. But I could understand that more than Brooks. Brooks is out here making more money than Russell Westbrook. That's a shame. But they did have a lot of money to spend. They needed to spend that money. And they didn't want to, you know, have that Harden reunion. I don't blame them the way how Harden got on. So they were kind of capped, but still it's bad. So by virtue of the money they had to spend and the money that they spent did on these players they are a loser so i agree with everything that you said this far cool uh, did you have any other winners or losers you wanted to hit on what you said were there any other winners and losers you wanted to hit on i know i know you agree with my i'm not i think um you know i think we definitely knocked everything out the box you know mama dukes want me to, to come on home so um you know i gotta deal with that so yeah i i got nothing else to say you made good points <laughs> All right, well, it's always it's always a good time on the show. Happy uh, we were able to tape another episode in the books now, and uh, yeah, always a good time here on the not 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 ninety nine anymore podcast. 
yeah my apologies for rushing up out of here you know it's hard when you got you know exterior stuff going on but um we'll be back next week zach it was a great episode and as always i'm looking forward to the next absolutely man please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content we're, we've been slinging shows left and right slinging content left and right please don't miss anything if you do like subscribe leave a comment leave a question something you may want to answer something you may have it's all ideas are great ideas nothing's a dumb question 